Uh, we've been recording. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Owen Wilson's oddly shaped nose. What if all those things I did were the things that got me here? What if I was never redeemed? What if I already was? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Roll the Credits. The uh, podcast. The podcast. I'm Not the film. F- I'm Frank. This is Zach. I'm Zach. I don't this like doing Frank. this anymore. This is becoming a job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trapped in a marriage I don't care about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, today we are discussing a movie. Of your choice. Uh, it's called Wild. Mm-hmm. I really like it. It's not where the wild things are. It's like I had texted you. Uh, and you just decided not to respond to me for that. <laughs> Why don't you give us the rundown, Zach? Who's in it? Who who did it all? Do you have everything? Yeah, I have everything. Let's go. Oh, I thought you were like letting me do the synopsis. I'm not ready for that. Oh no, yet, I'll, do, I'll do the synopsis. Oh, thank God, I'm not ready yet. So, Wild came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was directed by Jean Marc Vallée, mm-hmm. and. There's only two real characters that I put in here that I think need to be in here. So Reese Witherspoon plays Cheryl Strayed. I don't like that last name that she picked for herself. I think it's too on the nose for this movie. (laughs) Um, But then you have Laura Dern, who plays Bobby, her mother. Yeah. And And also her backpack, who is played played by Danny DeVito. And also her fox, (laughs) who has a Gatlin gun in the movie. Um, Laura Dern's actually in a lot of stuff. Yeah, she is. Uh, and she's very good in this movie. Yes, and, like, absolutely. Such a good like mother figure. Mm-hmm. Like she just, it's almost like she doesn't. Need, it doesn't feel like an actress. It really just genuinely feels like this is just her being her. That's why, like, she doesn't do enough stuff where I can be like, oh yeah, like this is what she's absolutely perfect in. Yeah. But she, it, like, the things that I've seen her in, so like solid. Twin Peaks, Star Wars, this, like, she plays the characters that she's given very well. Yeah. Um, so if you don't know what the movie is, it's a very independent little film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically about a woman who name is Cheryl Reese Witherspoon, and she has some baggage. She has a lot of baggage. Um, yeah. So her, she kind of basically decides that um, she's gonna kind of start new, mm-hmm. and she wants to kind of do this thing where she's gonna walk. I the think P- a thousand miles. It's the PCT, and I know it's from like. I forgot like where it starts at. It starts in like Colorado, I think, and then you you have to travel up to like the Canadian border and then go down into like California. Yes, uh, and she makes her way to like Portland. Yeah, she like goes like you know super out west. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so she basically just the the purpose though is to kind of reset. Yeah, it's kind of like she's she she's starting at a, at a certain point, and then the entire way through it's kind of like a cleansing and then by the end of it she's trying to start like fresh and a brand new life in a different town and different city in a different state Mm -hmm. and she doesn't really have a plan she doesn't really have like what she's going to do after this she just knows that she's going to start fresh yeah because she says the line too later on where she's like once i'm done i'll have two dimes to my name yeah and I'm both terrified and excited for this journey to end because I don't know what I'm going to do afterwards. Yeah. And, I mean, this is an incredible journey for her. Yeah. And And I don't think that we could do this. No. 
and I don't. I really don't. This I think movie, we can make this, it halfway. This movie seems very, like, this is a very, very big departure from what Reese Witherspoon normally does. Yeah. And. Because she usually does, like, a lot of, like, action slash, like, comedy movies. She, yeah, she does a lot of, like, comedies and a lot of, like, you know, whatever. Like, she does, like, kind of, like, those, like, n- like, 1990. What, what was that movie where she becomes a lawyer? Oh, uh, fucking whatever that movie something is. blonde legally blonde legally blonde yeah. let's do that uh, next when like, she storms <laughs> the u.s government <laughs> um so like you know when i think of reese witherspoon <laughs> i think yeah legally, legally blonde. blonde but like this movie really kind of was like oh she's actually like a really good actress she is and this movie seemed very very physically demanding for her and it really seemed like she stepped up to the plate and just went for it and I think um, the way that this the story is told through like these flashbacks of her because she's alone in this trail for mm. the most part. So she's alone with her thoughts, right? Yeah. Like the, all she has is her with her thoughts. So you're getting all of these flashbacks of her thinking about her childhood, her mom, her husband, her ex-husband, their marriage, how it fell apart, mm. her drug problem, yeah. her, her... Nymphomaniac, I guess? I wouldn't say nympho. It was more of just depression um, that kind of after her mother died. Oh, yeah. And, like, she was just kind of, like, at a point Needing in her life. any physical any, interaction. A, a, yeah. So, like, kind of, like, you know, and we'll get deeper into, like, mm. all of that. And, you know, she's... So the whole premise is her just trying to like start new because she's getting a divorce and the divorce I think is told in a very unique way where you th- like the, the characters way. aren't they don't hate each other no. they're not they're they not. get a tattoo together on yeah. the day that they're getting divorced yeah and they still very much love each other I mean when they say goodbye to one another and they're like crying because they you know I mean at the end of the day it's like you still I think in this film they were together for seven years so it's like you know, and then you got to account for like dating. So let's say they were at least together for a decade, right? That's a mm-hmm. decade of somebody like that you're with, you know, 10 years of your life with somebody is a long time. Mm-hmm. It's a big chunk of it. And, you know, you're not going to ever forget that. And whether or not the, the, the divorce, like at towards the end of your marriage, if it was bad, if it wasn't, you know, at some point though, like you did fall in love and you, you guys had like a great, you know, time together and you guys were in love and, you know, there was happiness there. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it dwindled and a lot of it had to do with her choices. But, you know, you can't deny that the love was there at some point. And I think that this movie does a really, a really good job of showing you that they're getting a divorce, but they still seem to be like friends with one another because again, it's like they're calling each other every now and again. Yeah. And like she's writing notes just to see like, you know, how you're doing her packages and whatnot. And, and, you know, like they are friendly. It's just, they realize that they can never be together yeah, again. Yeah, and Cheryl in this movie isn't a good person, really. No, because you don't hate her. You no, don't, no, no, but absolutely like, not. You you definitely like get, see all of her flaws, and yeah. you know that like she is not. You, in the beginning of the movie, like you know, you think it's like it's just an innocent kind of like girl. And she's just doing. She's doing this. You don't know really why, but she's doing this. And then you like when it really starts showing you like her choices that she made and, and the, and the heroin that she like, you know, the heroin addiction and then her sleeping around with all these different men and then yeah. going home to her husband sleeping. And then she, she wasn't even sleeping with him. Yeah. And all of these like choices, you're like, you're not really a good person. And then you see like why it all happened as it all became from her mother dying from cancer. And it's just like, this movie is actually like really heavy. 
It is. And at some points, like, it's almost, like, emotional to watch. Yeah. Especially towards, like, the the later half of the movie mm-hmm. when you start to, like, really get the pieces putting together of, like, you know, what happened to her mother and, like, how that kind of led her down this path. Because it all stems from, like, her mother. Mm-hmm. And I think it's done, like, in a very good way of, like, telling the backstory Almost like when we did Deadpool, like where it throws you into present day and it just kind of like throws little flashbacks. Yeah, Yeah, sprinkles it in every now and again. And I think that that's a very good way to do a film that you're going to like imply heavily on like previous events Mm -hmm. without actually showing them Mm -hmm. and taking up too much chunk of the movie. Yeah. So I really liked that. Yeah. And it, it bleeds into like where she's at too, like in the trail. Yeah. And, um, I mean, she is just vastly unprepared oh, yeah. for like, she's like, she look she seems to be like prepared because she's got all this gear. Mm. And then as soon as she goes out there, you realize like, oh, you have no idea what you're doing. I thought it was hilarious. Like when she's in the motel and she's trying, <laughs> yeah. she's trying so hard to like get the backpack up. Yeah, yeah. She just can't. She can't. Uh, uh, like, I mean, one of my favorite scenes is when she makes it to like one of the camps that they mm. like the meetup spots yeah. and the guy goes through her backpack and he's, oh, like, yeah. he's, like, he's like, do you need do you this? Need do you this? need this? Do you need this? And then he pulls out the giant thing of condoms, <laughs> and he's like, "Do you really need a twenty-four pack of these?" <laughs> and she's like, "No, I guess not." And then saves one. Yeah. Um, Every guy is creepy in this movie, though. Sort of. Like, I mean, the guy that she runs into at the lake when he's like bathing, I thought he was pretty like okay. So he was okay. The guy that she met like at the hippie festival type thing, he was okay. And what about like the like the the group of teenagers, like the three kids? They seem to be cool. They were, but like. There's there's one guy in this that's creepy. <laughs> well, no, but that's the thing is like every single character that's a male in this film, yeah, off the bat seems creepy. Well, like the, the guy in is, the beginning on the tractor, right. seemed creepy, Be- but he's actually a really nice. He's guy. He's a really nice guy, but I think that really like is I think it it's plays done, into her character. I think it I think it does well of just like being a woman in the world. Like, dude, mm. she is a woman, and she's what she looks like. She's five foot two. She looks like she's ninety pounds soaking wet, and you know. Any time that, you know, she's alone in this wilderness going around. So, I mean, any at any point in time, any guy who weighs, you know, 150, 160, 170 pounds, like, could take her. Yeah. And I think that it kind of shows that, you know, where, yeah, I mean, when she's walking in the trail and that guy from the track, I think his name is, is his name Frank? There's somebody no, in Greg. some movie. Oh, Greg. Yeah, Greg. Um, uh, yeah, when, when she, like runs into him and then he's like on the tractor and he kind of comes across like kind of like a jerk in the beginning mm-hmm. and then he comes around he's got he's actually just super nice and he's got like his wife and they, he gives her like a shout yeah. you know they shout they they allow her to he like pulls out the like house. the candy is like don't tell my wife yeah. that i had this <laughs> yeah. he's just super nice yeah um yeah i don't know i, I, I thought that was i thought that was like kind of like a sweet moment um, and then, you know, she, I like, I like the little like quotes that she writes in the books before she starts every trail. Like yeah. at every, there's like a, almost like a checkpoint, I guess, where like, there's like a book and it's like, okay, you made it this far. You made it this far. And she's, she's kind of, she like kind of becomes Dickinson. like known on the trail Yeah, as like the only, cause a, she, there's, there's, there's only no one other woman mm-hmm. and everybody else is men. Um, and she only runs into that woman like. For like three quarters of the way through it, and then yeah, it's only she's in like one scene, so it's, she's not like a big part in it. Um, but yeah, the rest of the film is all just guys doing this, and and everybody's doing it for the most part like with people. Mm-hmm. She's doing it alone, and it's like really just shocking. Where it's like wow, like she's really 
committed and she wants to give up like every day oh yeah like every second immediately she says the lines like throughout it is like i can just give up whenever i want yeah um but she doesn't no and i thought it was i think like the going through the journey with her on these trails is really uh it's, it's really kind of endearing and special and you kind of like see her change and, and 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 for the better yeah for sure and i think that uh she i don't know if she fully changes because there are still like the whole thing like with the condoms where she mm-hmm. does take one and like put one away so it's like she still hasn't fully given up her habits yeah she still wants to like sleep around a little bit and yeah. she does yeah. with the the one guy from like the music festival mm-hmm. like they go back to like his weird little like hippie cabin is your you know what a yurt is? A yurt? Yeah. You know what a yak is? I do know what a yak is, but that's an animal. <laughs> it's like a, a yurt is like a it's like a tent, but it's like a really big circular tent. Yeah, which is cool looking. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, you can't you can't really live in there though. <laughs> well, you can. People live in yurts. Yeah, but people uh, don't live in yaks. No, nobody lives in a yak. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought sh- they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars. Yay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so but, I forgot where we were. <laughs> was she sleeping around a little Oh, yeah, bit? so like I don't think like her habits, she like fully, fully gives up on her habits. Yeah. But um, I think she is definitely a much better person. She, I think she like realizes mm-hmm. who she is and what she wants kind of more towards the end of the movie, especially yeah. like with her last little like uh, little blurb that she says. And then the fox. Oh, Yeah, the fox, fox is very much a symbolism for her mother, I think. Yeah. Um, cause she, as soon as she sees it, it's like a beacon of hope almost mm-hmm. for her. Cause it's right when like, she's in the snowy area where she's much closer to Canada, I think at this point. Yeah. Well, no, and, she, well, she's in Cali. Mm. And then, um, yeah, like when, when she's there and she sees the Fox and she, again, she almost wants to kind of like give up because yeah. at this point you kind of get the full story of like her mother was diagnosed with a tumor and like, she only had like so long to live where they gave her a year, but after like a month she was like bedridden. Yeah. And then it all becomes like a whole thing. And yeah. you kind of see the spiral then from her and her brother from it as well. Cause like they have a strained relationship. The, mo- the, 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 the relationship with the mother is really interesting because the mom and her end up like going to college together because the mom decides to like, you know, further her education and start up new. And the mom's just trying to be like happy yeah. and trying to like get through everything. And she's, she's honestly like a really like nice person. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and she's really sweet and she loves her kids. And she's like, you know, she's a single mom because I mean, then you get the backstory of the father and he was like an abusive alcoholic type. And, and, uh, and she says like the really nice line too, where it's like, when Cheryl is like talking to her about it and she's like, why would you be like so happy about that? And she was like, I don't regret a thing because I got you two out of it. Yeah. And she like, she's just like such a genuinely like just bubbly tr- nice person. Yeah, tr- and she tries to see like the good out of every, every, every bad situation. Yeah. Um, and then even while she's like studying too, like the son comes home, I forgot what his name is. It's a really weird name. Yeah. But, um, he comes home and then she's just like, Oh here, like I'll make you something. And Cheryl's like, he has two hands. Like he can make his own food. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. I'm a mom too. Like yeah. I want to do this. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it, there's there's just so much. This movie, again, is like just there's so much backstory and there's so mm-hmm. much like substance where it's like, God, like, how do you how do you just I, I don't know. It just kind of shows you that, like, you see a girl on the street and she looks a certain way, mm-hmm. but you really have no idea of like someone's past. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the book whole phrase where it's like, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, similar, right? Like, you, you just don't know because, like, again, in this movie, she's just kind of, like, I mean, at the start of this film, she is, uh, her feet are, like, destroyed. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, she, which I guess is a good point, too, because it's like, you need bigger shoes if you're hiking that long. Yeah. Which she does get eventually, yeah, um, but she picked off her toenail. She rips off her toenails, oh. and, and, and then she and then she loses flies. a boot, and then and then she throws her other boot, and then she's running around in sandals like on this on the trail. It's like absolutely insane, uh, and I think it's a really good start to the movie. And mm-hmm. the movie's beautiful, like all of yeah. like the beautiful scenery and absolutely like everywhere that they go to is gorgeous looking, yeah. and it almost made me feel like you know. I could venture out and like do something. It's almost, it's, it's very weird. So like in the span of like two days when I watched this movie and when I watched yesterday, they almost kind of like blended together where it's like the, the Beatles music I was listening to. And then like, I combined it with this and it was almost like I could do this hiking journey while listening to the Beatles (laughs) and be emotional and feel accomplished in my life. But I'm so out of shape. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm so fat. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I don't really even like know exactly like where to go in this movie because again, there's so many like subplots and so many things. But I think it's all handled really well. Um, do, is there anything you want to talk about specifically? Um, the llama who is hiking the PCT. <laughs> My favorite character. <laughs> I thought that for a second I was like, oh, this llama with this backpack is hiking it. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Um, I, I guess like the relationship between like Cheryl and her husband yeah, is, is decent to like start up on just because like how they kind of, as like the story goes, you kind of see like where they're at. And like we had mentioned too, where it's like she's coming home and like they're not sleeping together. And then when he finds her in like the drug house mm-hmm. and like she's naked and she's been doing heroin. And like, I thought that that was a really cool shot too, where it's like when she thinks like the snake is inside her bag and like she oh, gets yeah, it's out. A little caterpillar. Yeah, it's a little caterpillar, but she gets yeah. out and she blows that whistle that scares everything in the area away. Yeah. And at that same point it cuts and it's like that numbing sound of her being yelled at in the car of like, Why are you doing heroin? Yeah. And you you see like perfect example, like how much they love each other, but like it's tearing them apart. Mm-hmm. Because he she says, like, why did you come here? Like, I didn't ask you to come here. And he's like, Because just because yeah and you you can see like they they really care about each other but it's just not going to work and then you find out that like she got pregnant but we're not sure by who because at that point like she's just been sleeping around with everybody yeah and then she's got like that friend that her her friend is one of those friends that is like a kind of like a no-nonsense girl Mm -hmm. where she's just like are you fucking kidding me like are you stupid like why are you acting like this and all that like she doesn't like hold like back any punches she just tells her like how it is yeah uh and i guess you kind of need one of those friends in your life Mm -hmm. yeah where it's like um, let's get the check like we're going now yeah and like they go to like see if she actually is pregnant yep and, you know, her friend, again, like, she, like, feels bad for her, but she also kind of is like, you did this to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you have nobody else to blame but you. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. You kind of feel bad for her as well just because it's like you know, like, what she's going through because of her mom's death. Yeah. And you know how her her and her mom were very, very close. Yeah, absolutely. Like, she even says the line, too, where it's like, she was my best friend my whole life and all that. The past few years, I acted like she was nothing to me, but really she was everything. 
Yeah. And it really does spiral from like that point. Cause like I said, like from Bobby's death, this is where like everything kind of culminates for how she is from here on out. Mm-hmm. And even so too, like when she ends up getting to like one of the last checkpoints and she gets like her package of like fresh clothes and everything like that. And she sees that fucking massive white horse. Yeah. That shit is huge. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about like ritual monster huge. Yeah. And she ends up getting like the flashbacks of like the horse that Bobby, her mother had had uh-huh. where like she was taking care of it and the horse ended up getting sick. Oh yeah, Not and then too they had to shoot after. the horse, yeah. man. That's rough to watch. Yeah, that was. And then, like, you get like the no shots. dogs died in this movie, though. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> That's a win. <laughs> That's a win in my book. But um, yeah, then you get like that crazy shot of like her in the tent, like looking up, and like the blood kind of starts to splatter a little bit. Yeah. What about like when she when she's running out of water? Oh yeah, and she's like and licking the dew on yeah. the fucking like tent. Like, really, really kind of, like, yeah. she's scavenging at this point, And, yeah. like, she just barely comes across, like, this little pond, but it's so disgusting. And this is kind of like what you were implying about, like, the really creepy guys. Because, this, like, well, yeah. these two guys show up, and they they give off, like, real, like, vibes. rapist vibes. Yeah. Like, for, like, and, like, no lie. Like, legitimate, like, hey, we're going to abduct you type shit. Yeah. Because, Especially the one guy. Oh, yeah, because he comes back. Yeah. And then, even so, too, like, the ranger at the last checkpoint where, like... He's like, wow, looking real pretty, girl. Here's a donut and some coffee. <laughs> and it's like, why does everybody have to be like so forward in this movie? And so yeah. like they come off weird. Yeah. Because film festival guy didn't come off weird. He was just like, hey, yeah. how are you? Yeah, he was. He was like, just want you should come here. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I guess it's just it's it's all for tension building. That's what it is. Yeah. Right. It's for like and I think it, and it's for like the, the world building of her being completely alone by herself in a in 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 this giant wilderness and she could be taken advantage of at any point in time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm glad that you liked it. I was actually a little nervous that you weren't going to like it. No, I really uh, enjoyed it. I think um I think too like the very last scene in the movie of like her walking through and like bridge. she makes it to the bridge yeah. and she sees the fox mm-hmm. and she has like that really nice speech where she goes on to say like, what if I was never redeemed, but I already was yeah. and like that whole speech and she sees the fox again and then she knows that like her mother's kind of been with her this entire journey. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful ending to the film <laughs> and then she goes on to say like, you know, four years from now, like I'll meet the love of my life and like I'll, I'll have my son and then a year later I'll have my daughter and everything will just kind of like come into place. Yeah. And I thought it was a great ending for her character to kind of like go full circle and become like the woman that she was in the beginning. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's a good point to end it. Uh, I think that's kind of, yeah, you did, you did a good little speech there, Zachary. Thank I'm you, Frank. With you. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so why don't you take us out, Zach? All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, do you have a Snapple lemonade? Ah.